Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Yes, indeed, it is the Get Right right here on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion Rangers 105 through the fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the fan phenom this evening, Blake Elliott. Well, he's the fan phenom winner but he's in this evening. You get the point. Yep. Rodrigo Mendoza on the ones and twos for us. Appreciate you, sir. Thank you for rocking with us as we have one final hour on this Tuesday evening on the fan uh, before we send you to some KNC snacks. But, of course, we're still going to get you um, your headlines right now on the Get Right. Uh, you can always get involved with the program by texting in to the truckwreck.com text line. That number is 877-881-1053. Um, you can also see us on YouTube, search 105 through the fan, or hit us up at twitch.tv slash slash Dallas fan cam. Um, slash tug and pull. It's a more reasonable time to say that. It's just still very <laughs> jarring on the ears. I, I'm not. Someone's driving. They're like, am I listening to the right station? Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's the get right. Um, and this is 105 through the fan sports station, home of the Cowboys, home of the world series champion Rangers. You're listening to the right place. And uh, you're listening to the right place to get your headlines on this evening. Hit me with some music um, if you have it. Okay. Dun, Caught dun, him off dun, guard. Dun, 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 oh. Dun, dun. There we hey. go. Okay. Good who sings thing. this? What do you mean who sings? Well, what, what is this from? This is Mac Miller. Yep. Yeah. Mac, Mac Miller and Anderson. And Anderson Pat. Pat. There yeah. you go. Um, what you got for us, Rage? What What is the headline headliner? Well, first of all, I would like to, and yes, I know who uh, John Bones Jones is, by the way. I know that there's someone from the 214 who's apparently very fond of John Bones Jones and wants to inform me about him. I, I, I am familiar with him and his work. Um, now, when it comes down to some information, some headlines, there's been some things that I personally would like a man couple for. I am not being great at making sure that I get you everything every day. And so I'm like, look, man, I need to clean this up. So if you'll indulge me, I'd like to start by letting you know that Luka Doncic, along with Giannis Adetokounmpo, were your NBA players of the week this week. Of course, Luka Doncic has been fantastic just all the way through the start of the season. And Giannis Adetokounmpo, also your Eastern Conference player of the week. So wanted to congratulate Luka Doncic for his uh, his talents and his abilities and his recognition as player of the week. I also need to let you know that as the Stars played last night, getting a win in overtime, that there was also a, a really career-defining moment, as it was uh, quoted by the Stars. Jamie Benn uh, passed, um, oh my gosh, what's my guy's name? I wrote it down and now I've forgotten it and I apologize. Neil Broton for second all-time, uh, second most points all-time in franchise history for the Dallas Stars. So Jamie Benn, 
um, reaching that milestone for your Dallas Stars last night. Also surpassing, with going back to, to Luka, Luka surpassed Dirk Nowitzki for most 35-point games in Mavericks history with 79 after that 40-point performance at Portland. There so, you go. Okay. Some passings of the torch. Very nice. I mean, Luka Doncic, provided that he is here for a while, he's still going to keep putting these up. Jonas uh, Adetokunbo. It's the uh, Nigerian pronunciation of the Yoruba pronunciation of his name. Um, now, I do want to point this out as we were talking earlier about John Morant's return mm-hmm. um, to the Grizzlies after serving his 25-game suspension for uh, flashing a gun on his Instagram um, multiple times after they had kind of talked about him not doing that. Uh, well, that team, the Grizzlies were down to the Pelicans at one point, like 20 points. It was bad. And John Morant turned up, became his dude, and it, apparently it is pronounced Broughton. Thank you. Um, as you can tell, I'm not very familiar with that gentleman. Looked it up, did not find the proper answer, and I messed it up. So apologies to all my Stars fans. I love you. I appreciate you. But um, John Morant turned up and ultimately finished out the game like this is what it sounded like. Morant's going to get ahead of Steve with a chance to win it in his return. Here goes Morant. He spins. And they kind of left. So there you go. John Morant, a game-winning layup in the teeth of the defense, uh, immediately getting back uh, to standing on business. Okay, over under okay. 0.5. He goes on Instagram tonight in any capacity. Ooh. Okay, okay. That's a good question. I'm going over. <laughs> I'm going over. And the reason why I say I'm going over here is because uh, John Morant, when exiting the floor as he was running into the tunnel, he exclaimed, back on that timing, baby, I kept receipts, too. So he wants to talk to you people. Oh, yeah. So I'm taking the over. Yeah, well, he, I maybe should have said 1.5. How many how many posts yeah, are so, we going to get? So he definitely <laughs> wants to talk to folks. Um, everybody is making the requisite shooting jokes. I, I understand. Uh, but, no, John Morant doing what John Morant is capable of doing. We know that in the history, and he got immediately back to doing that. 34 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds. A pr- pretty good outing. Um, as he returned, and he didn't even knock down a three in this game. So mm. we'll see what happens as he continues to do what he's doing. Um, I, an interesting development when it comes to Diamond Sports, the uh, purveyor of Bally, the Bally Sports Networks. Uh, we got some notice this year that Diamond Sports has reportedly agreed to pay all but three MLB teams in full for the 2024. Now, as you know, they're going through Diamond Sports is going through bankruptcy proceedings, and they're trying to figure out how they, you know, meet out their their payments in the broadcast various broadcast rights that they have. I believe that they have the rights to 14 if I remember correctly, MLB teams um broadcast rights and so they you know, they do the broadcasting of those of the, the three of those teams that they did not agree and negotiate um on their terms for this next season with are the Minnesota Twins, the Cleveland Guardians, and your World Series champion, Texas Rangers. So there's mm. there hasn't been an agreement yet. Not to say that there won't be agreement. However, um, some of these, like these negotiations were all negotiated for to be done at a light, lower rate than what had previously been negotiated. And so when it comes to this, uh, it seems like Diamond Sports is committed, uh, according to um, uh, the Sports Business Journal. Diamond Sports is committed to negotiating and making offers to the, those three teams, including your Rangers, by the end of this week, but it's likely at a lower rate 
and obviously it does not mean that those teams have to accept and it seems like to me that those teams might not or at least the Rangers might not mm-hmm. and if that was not if that was be, to be the case the Rangers did not come to a deal with Diamond Sports then MLB would re, would return or the rights would return to MLB and maybe you'd see something like the Padres and Diamondbacks did last year where there was like streaming on uh MLB at bat um you know their their yep. kind of subscription service or whatever and so this is a possibility for all the folks that were really, you know, upset at Bally. I know that we've kind of talked a lot about the way that this process has worked. We're nearing the time where maybe just maybe um, the Mavericks will cease to be on Bally. It's possible. And we're, we're, we're kind of in that end game now. So we're seeing if or sorry, did I say the Mavericks? I meant the uh, Rangers. Rangers. The Mavericks are still still have a deal, I believe, for this, obviously, through the end of this season. But the Rangers might possibly be done with Bally considering or seeing how neg- negotiations go probably by the end of this week. And so we're interested in seeing how that goes. Also, along those lines, Diamond Sports might be coming into business with Amazon mm. in a way to possibly maybe uh, handle the streaming because Diamond Sports owns the streaming rights for a few of those baseball teams. And maybe if they partner with Amazon, Amazon can maybe have an opportunity to broadcast those teams' games on Amazon as opposed to just on whatever Bally platform they have. Well, speaking of being done... Let's go out to the New York Jets as they just got absolutely spanked by the Miami Dolphins. That's right. And you might be wondering, well, is Aaron Rodgers going to come back? We, well, we heard murmurs. Yeah. Is he going to come back? Well, he let us know on the Pat McAfee show. We're the only place that he talks. Yep. He is not 100% medically cleared. And as of now, it's probably more realistic that it's another three to four weeks, pretty much ending his season right here and right now, saying that 2024 will not be his last NFL, and he still supports the front office and the coaches. But pretty much can confirm he will not be playing this year as he saw that butt whooping and said, I don't really want to be a part of it. I'm not really healthy, guys. I know I was saying I was, but I'm not really feeling it no more. Well, I mean, there's there's something to be said for, obviously, the Jets were out are now out of uh, playoff yep, contention eliminated. for the 13th straight season. And I think so, it's the longest streak. Yes, it is currently the longest active streak, I believe. In all, in, all four major sports. Yeah, in major sports in America. And so the stipulation always was supposedly that if they were – if they were in contention that, you know, Rodgers would try and make it back. But are, are you not shocked? Because I personally am shocked that he is not 100% this soon into rehabbing Achilles. No, like, I think this is what we all kind of understood. And, of course, reports kind of tried to keep the hope alive in a way if you were hoping that he would return, that, hey, man, he's progressing quickly and all this. But the fact of the matter was it was always going to be a tight, a tight, uh, tight window there. And so the idea that he was going to be medically cleared to play, especially like able to play at a high level, yeah. was always a little tough. And so I guess we'll never know exactly how quickly he would have been able to come back because I it just doesn't make sense to risk that. Yeah, it's not something you want to risk. And on some other injury news for my, my football folks, C.J. Stroud, who missed Sunday's win over the Titans, remains in concussion protocol and is likely to miss a second straight game this Sunday when they play the Cleveland Browns. So do not kind of CJ Stroud in your fantasy playoffs or for the if you're a Texans fan and if you're a Bengals fan well before we move forward on that okay. I do uh I wonder if they go with uh was Case Keenum who started yep. last game yep. it says that Case will be the starter again. um I did find that hilarious because remember that was the game between where they played in, in Nissan Stadium in Nashville where or the the Tennessee Titans wore the Oilers throwbacks just threw everyone off as as an opportunity to just be disrespectful to yep. the city of Houston mm-hmm. um and I do love that ultimately uh, what happens is Case Keenum, a dude who played college ba- college football at the University of Houston, comes through for the city of Houston in, in uh, making sure to beat the Tennessee Titans as they tried to stunt 
on a city of Houston. I did find that to be kind of poetic. So shout out to Case Keenum. Because, look, man, them jerseys are kind of cool. Yep. And if you're wondering about Jamar Chase with that separated shoulder, there was reports coming out that he would miss this week and many more. Zach Taylor said Chase won't practice on Tuesday, but remains day-to-day and has a chance to play this week. So keep your eyes out on the injury report with all that going on. Jamar Chase could be back sooner rather than later, but it's it's kind of we're getting different reports every day. Ian Rappaport letting us know that he is day-to-day based on what Coach Taylor said. So that is still up in the air. Will Jamar Chase play? I know a lot of my fantasy folks looking for him to give a late season push, but a lot of guys in and out of the lineup. It's tough to have any team that's fully healthy this time of the year. Yeah. I mean. Also, Bradley Beal out for two weeks. He with does not play ankle. football. He plays basketball. Yeah, yeah. Going, going back to basketball, Bradley Beal, I'm just talking about injury, out for two weeks. So it's yeah. hard right now, man. It's hard to stay healthy. Yeah, the Bradley Beal thing, it, it's the Suns are just in this weird place where they consistently – had outside of like the back injury that Bradley Beal had, they they've only gotten 24 minutes <laughs> Brooklyn together Nets. with their you know the big three that they assembled of Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and um, Bradley Beal. We've seen this before. Reg? It's been a, it's been a lot of like minor injuries of you know here's a couple weeks here, a week there, three weeks here, and it's kind of incredible that they have not been able to play together. And you really they need that to happen relatively soon. You you need to start figuring out. What those guys are together, and more importantly, what which pieces outside of those three, which which kind of rotation pieces fit around them, so that they can go and try and compete by the end of the season. Because if not, that that's that's tough. And I, I know what you're alluding to is that it felt like uh, KD's Brooklyn Nets were snake bitten in that way when it came to um, having James Harden and then Kyrie Irving, the various ways in which he missed time, as he's missing time right now. Um, and then you bring in Ben Simmons in that situation, and then how that went. Like, KD, since he left the Golden State Warriors, it seems like he's just had a really unfortunate time. And, of course, he missed a couple of – he missed some, a good amount of time himself with injury. He's, oddly enough, been the most healthy one yep. with the Suns But he's right getting now. up there in age. People forget. That dude – I mean, he's still putting up buckets, but he's not getting any younger. He's – that's He's a, up there. Yeah, that's a lot of NBA players. Like it does feel like we've got we've got a lot more players that are still like still playing at kind of advanced ages for basketball players that we don't necessarily think about. Where maybe twenty years ago uh, they be they be viewed as like oh man a vet on the way out. And now you're still looking at those guys as focal point of the offense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me see where else did I want to go here. I did want to mention something else. Um, oh yes. I guess I would like to now mention something that relates to another team locally, FC Dallas, as the MLS Super Draft. Are they still calling it the Super Draft? They are still calling it the Super Draft. I always thought that was real dorky. Like, it's just a draft. Yeah. Uh, Like, y'all, it feels like you're trying to, like, be self-aggrandizing just to try and make yourself feel better. Real quick, do you you mind mind if I play this little little audio better real quick? Please do. There we go. Are you doing the 60 seconds on soccer? We're doing the 60 seconds on soccer. I don't know if it'll be 60 seconds per se. But, um, yeah, FC Dallas, obviously, uh, actually, I'm going to need you to help me out on this because I'm not going to lie. Do not keep up with the MLS Super Draft. As much as I like soccer, MLS has been a little bit of a challenge for me keeping up consistently as much as I try and keep up with what FC Dallas is doing. But, hey, man, um, I believe if you, you, you remind me if I'm wrong or correct me if I'm wrong, the or the FC Dallas uh, had the 15th pick in this draft. They originally had the 15th pick, and then they traded it to Inter Miami uh, for general allocation money, 300,000 in, th- in oh, allocation buddy. money. Yeah, uh, to don't, Inter Miami. Don't get me started. One of this is one of the things about MLS is that it's not simple like uh, other yeah. soccer leagues, especially in Europe and elsewhere. They've got all these 
crazy stipulations in the in the um in the CBA. So general allocation money means something, but you'd have to be you'd have to understand so much more stuff. It's so confusing. Yeah, and, and so they, they went from the 15th pick to the third pick okay, uh, of the draft. And they drafted this kid out of Oklahoma State huh. uh, named uh, Logan Farrington. Uh, it sounds like a very fancy schmancy dude, but uh, yeah, no, they, they But drafted... he went to Oklahoma State. So, like, those those things feel like they're at odds. Or, sorry, Oregon I State. You... I apologize. Oregon State. Okay. My fault. All right. Fault. That was like, first of all, the idea that, like, <laughs> or, Oklahoma State soccer is, it was yeah. popping like that. I was like, huh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, Oregon State. Um, yes. Okay. All right. Tiki and Zobling is actually from uh, Oregon State. And uh, actually, they drafted another guy, too, from Oregon State, uh, Tur- uh, Turner Humphrey. Uh, and then Mads Westergreen from SMU also went to. Uh, FC Dallas later in the in, in the draft as well. Well, I mean, you, you got audio of this happening. Might as well play that, huh? The third pick is in with the third overall selection in the 2024 MLS Super Draft presented by Adidas. FC Dallas select from the University of Oregon State, Logan Farrington, a forward. Big-time goal scorer in League Two. Devin? It's, it's not a random blip on the radar either for Logan Farrington. Now, understand that this is a guy who started at Milwaukee and then transferred over, but he scored 20 goals in 47 games, three-time All-Horizon League player. And there was a big transition at Oregon State this year. Terry Boss went to MLS. He's in the front office of Austin. And you looked around, they got a new coach, but the, the change itself continued forward, right? They wanted to know exactly what was going to be like stylistically. So, yeah, that's actually good. Forward is something that FC Dallas needs. Goal scoring ended up being a little bit of tough, especially once you lost Velasco in the, in the playoffs. So, all right, good. See if the young man uh, can ultimately help FC Dallas once the season rolls back around. But those are some of your headlines on this Tuesday evening in the Metroplex. Coming up next, I just kind of want to do a little bit of an audio dump. We've got various audio clips that I kind of just want to play. So uh, if you'll oblige me, we'll do that next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
Yes, indeed. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatuli here with you alongside the fan phenom Blake Elliott. Thanks for rocking with us on this Tuesday. You can always get involved with the program by texting in to the truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053. Currently in Frisco uh, at the Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl. That's the yes. That is a name. That is boy. actually the the sponsor. Uh, UTSA currently has the lead on Marshall, twenty-one to seventeen. Uh, there's still some time to go in this one. This one started fairly late. Um, I believe it was eight p.m. that this started. And you know how college football is. It feels like it go on for a good four hours. Um, about nine minutes to go in the third quarter. So we'll keep you up to date what's happening there. Chad Pennington kid is quarterbacking for Marshall, and they are currently trying to uh, move down the field and go up in this contest, particularly if they can get into the end zone. Um, right now, I just kind of want to bounce around some audio that I have, and so I just wanted an opportunity to play some of this. We can react to it. How's that sound? I love to react. You do? Read and react. Okay. All right, Linebacker Blake. Um, real quick, I just kind of wanted to get this one out because, and this will be cut 34. If you, wait, what are we going with? This is this is very slow and somber. This is the weekend. <laughs> Okay, no, it picked up a little bit. Okay. I didn't even I couldn't quite hear it. I only have one of my earbuds in. Anyways, uh cut 34. I I th- I found this interesting after uh the Niners had another one of those games. We don't have to talk about that very much, but Brock Purdy uh, uh from, you know, most circumstances people are kind of situating him as now the MVP leader um in the clubhouse because Dak Prescott has looked, you know, obviously with the game that happened on Sunday did not look all that great. And then obviously you have uh, the way that Jalen Hurts has played of late. That's not been good to the point where he's kind of look at sounding disgruntled and or not disgruntled, disheveled or sad distraught. and lashing out. Distraught. That's the word. Appreciate you. Um, ultimately, when when he had the opportunity in front of the microphone, this is what Brian. Uh, Brian, goodness gracious. Uh, Brian Purdy. It's, it's ten o'clock name. on the get right. Whatever, whatever my man's name is, Purdy. Brock. That's his name. Brock Purdy said about the MVP situation. You just gave a great description of Christian and what he means to the team. What's your case for him to be MVP? Dude, I think I think Christian should be MVP. I think I, I really do believe that. You know, he does everything um, for us, runs the ball well, can catch the ball. He does everything. And so, in my eyes, that's an MVP. You know, I'm the guy that hands him the ball off, and then I turn back and, and watch, you know, sort of what he does, bouncing off guys, making cuts, um, twisting off guys. when you got all these guys holding on to him. So I just see, you know, the beating that he takes and just his grit to continue to drive his legs and get extra yards and inches like and then goes off to the sideline and he's immediately you know using theraguns and moving his body just non-stop moving and so but we all respect it man like he's the guy that does it all and then he we put him out in the slot and throw him a ball and um he just does everything he's smart and so you know like i've said it before man we definitely you know look up to him and his toughness and he sets the standard and we follow his lead Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, when he does it, it still sort of blows my mind. But at the same time, I'm like, that's Christian. You know, he's done that time and time again. And, um, you know, to see him continue to do that and then get back in the huddle and then go run a route and catch the ball and have an explosive, it's like, dude, this is crazy. So definitely <laughs> thankful and blessed to be playing with him. All right, so, Blake, two things. First, what like how do you – how would you rate Brock Purdy's um, – case that he made for Christian McCaffrey 
being MVP. Well, I mean, he uses a Theragun on the sideline, so if you do that, you've got to be That's MVP. Right. That's right. Everybody who uses a Theragun, MVP. I mean, and he, he said it, not us. I mean, people have been, you know, strong narrative, been calling him a system quarterback. I mean, he he, he said it right there. I just hand the ball up. I don't got to do that. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> He's being humble. He gave a good answer, very good teammate answer. Uh, teammate plus 20%, fans plus 20%. Um, he, he definitely is the good guy in the, in the locker room right now. All right, so sincerely, though, what do you think about um, Chris CNC? McCaffrey as MVP or otherwise? Like, I understand that we've made this a quarterback award, but out like, what what do you feel about the MVP race at this point? Because, again, this, this, it's been topsy-turvy all the way through. This. I mean, it's a quarterback award, and it should always go to a quarterback because I do think they touch the ball the, the most out of mm-hmm. anyone, and they, they hold the outcome of, of every single play. But if we're just saying the best player in football, I think I would give it to Tyreek Hill. And I think he's just so valuable. You see that Dolphins offense when he's not on the field versus on the field. They look crazy. Um, CMC would be a very close second. That boy can not good blocking, great blocking. He makes a play out of everything. His footwork is insane inside, making people miss. And he's so elusive. So, yeah, Brock and Tyreek are right there as far as best players, if you will. Yeah, it really is. Uh, It's a tough award to navigate. You're not wrong, Swaggy Booties. Um, I I think – I like the Tyree Kill situation, especially because he has the possibility of breaking that 2,000-yard mark in 16 games. Yeah. And if he does that, I think it makes it very easy for uh, people to kind of buy into the narrative portion of this. Uh, but no, Chris McCaffrey, I think 1,800 yards rushing, 20 touchdowns at this point. Like, uh, the numbers are Probably the best receiving back, well. too. Like, this man does it all. He does it all. It, it would be. It feels like a great year to try and give the, uh, the MVP award to a non-quarterback. But we'll see how that continues to go. Brock Purdy. Feels like he's really in on on the Christian McCaffrey situation. All right, about let's let's move around in the audio situations to Christian McCaffrey as uh, he was on one of the guests on the Manning cast yesterday during Monday Night Football, and the Eagles obviously were playing as the San the not San Francisco the Seattle Seahawks, and at one point it seems like Christian McCaffrey he he has a little bit of juice to this uh, calling a game thing. Jalen Hurts is running a QB draw to the left. The tight end's going to pull. He's deep. Tight end's deep, so he's sifting backside. There you go. Ooh, look at that. Uh, look at that. Eli. He sifted, but that's it wasn't a, to the left. That, that, you know, that's, pretty good, that's a pretty good prediction. Do they go? Do they go? Christian McCaffrey called the play ahead of time, mm. almost down to a T. Yep. I mean, it went to the right, but pretty much literally called the play how it is. And I know we're going to tongue-in-cheek this, and it's funny, and I think CMC did a good job calling that, but... That's a bad sign if you're an Eagles fan. That's if, where I wanted to go. Because CMC yeah. is an offensive player. Right. He's right. not that even like a defensive guy me. watching film. He's just an offensive player. He's just like, oh, I've seen this a hundred times. Is that what you want to know? That someone on the broadcast feet kicked up? He's like, yeah, I mean, this play calling is so obvious. I mean, it's Brian Johnson. He's going to call this. That's not a good look for the Eagles. Yeah, that, that was what I was kind of fascinated by now. I'm trying to remember Brian Johnson's tree because also one of the things that this could be is I know that Kyle, Kyle Shanahan's coaching tree is basically taking over the league. The best offices in yep. in, in the uh, NFL right now seem to all be called by, you know, Kyle Shanahan, you know, followers of sorts. And so I wonder how much of that ends up being, if I can remember, if I can actually get in here and do my Googles at the right time. That Washington team had everybody. If there's like, if there's some of this is, is um, you know, hey, this looks like what, what we would call, or in this situation, or it's kind of set up like something that we would call because it is similar because it's Kyle Shanahan offense. Oh, 
Washington legendary coaching staff is my search. <laughs> oh, when when they, you had all those guys like McVeigh and everybody in 2013. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. They they had everybody and they were all assistants too. They had everybody. The yeah, floor. There was, there was a lot of folks there. A lot Shanahan, of folks there. Um, but no, um, he's okay. not. Brian Johnson is not a part of that tree. So, you know, that that is concerning that this is that you you have a player that, you know, has not played in that particular system that can look up and be like, hey, man, this is I could I could see what's coming. And especially because the Eagles in the past have had some situations where it's like, yo, you can kind of know this is coming, but we're going to beat you at it. Right? Yeah, Brian Johnson's been not inspiring. Even talking to Eagles fans, they're like they, they they're not too happy with this play call. It's just become a little predictable. And when you have a quarterback that's not at 100 percent, which I think is pretty clear, whether that's illness, injury, whatever. Not at 100% Jalen Hurts that we saw last year. It makes it even more predictable. So. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, Tough scenes. Yeah, a little bit concerning. It probably gives a little bit more credit to Shane Steichen, who seemed to just call mm-hmm. the right play all the mm-hmm. time. Uh, not not as easy as it seems, apparently. But as we continue on this kind of audio foray, I want to go to friend of the program and Fox Sports employee David Hellman. He was on Fox uh, earlier. Was this earlier today, Rodrigo? Do you know? Yeah, I believe so. It was a bit earlier today. Uh, our friend apparently got on here talking about, you know, how people people like watching the Cowboys lose. He kind of hypothesizes why he thinks that's the case. Is Micah Parsons right about the media wanting the Cowboys to lose? Micah Parsons is 100% right. Mm-hmm. But let's, let's reframe it, because I think people balk at the idea of, like, rooting for the Cowboys to lose. Maybe you're not rooting for the Cowboys to lose. People root for engagement. People root for eyeballs, maximum attention. I mean, the, we got bills to pay. We got read. We, we want people watching. We want people reading what we do. I write stories. I do podcasts. Cowboys losing is good for business. Why? They're the most polarizing team in American sports. It's it's the Cowboys. It's the Yankees. It's the Lakers. If you don't love them, you hate them. If you're not a Cowboy fan, you know a Cowboy fan. They're at your office. They're in your family. They're annoying. If you're not part of it, they're annoying. So. What draws the most eyeballs? The team you don't like going down mm-hmm. and the team with the biggest fan base being pissed off about something. So, yes, people root for it because it drives the most conversation. I'm not saying that you, Joy, hate the Cowboys. I don't think that's true. But I think the Cowboys losing is good for everybody because the fans are pissed off and the people that don't like them have something to crow about. Wow, that boy spitting. So you agree with Dave, then? I agree. I mean, it's a business at the end of the day. It's what brings eyeballs in. I'm sure there's plenty of people who hate the Cowboys that are listening to this radio station this week and just smiling, rubbing their hands like Birdman. Oh, I get to see all those Cowboy homers and, and lovers. Hey, what are they going to say this time? How are they going to defend their team? Or the people that do love the Cowboys are like, what's wrong with our team and want to get answers? When we win, you know, it's easy. You know, everyone's happy. But when we lose, it's stuff here. Something we were talking about that. In the show prep room a couple days ago, like, man, we got a lot to talk about now. They lost. There's a lot to break yeah. down. And it gives us more content. It gives people who want to indulge in that content. So I think David Hellman's right on the point. That's why he's a friend of the program and of the show. And I think he's spitting. One of, one of the tough things about that is, like, I don't know that that works in an absolute situation, right? I don't know if the Cowboys are ha- just having a bad season and just losing. Yeah, if they were or terrible, even like, terrible. even, like, a mediocre season and it helps, just losing. It helps the roller coaster. Right, I, like, I think it's really just, like, you, you, you want them to be build something up and then lose from, like, a media perspective, right? Like, a larger mm-hmm. media perspective is, like, okay, then that people being invested and then having that happen. I think that that's probably. And so I might actually argue that, like, people actually want the – want the Cowboys to win more than anything because 
people, the, the haters are going to be there and the Cowboys Nation will mount up. I, I think it goes both because I look at the views a lot when I'm watching stuff on YouTube. Okay. And, and you'll see the stuff when, like, even Shady, you know, he's talked a lot of, lot, of, lot of mess about the Cowboys. And then you see they win. That video where they win, oh, people are going crazy on Twitter. They want to yeah. see the instant reaction. What is he going to say this time? And then when they lose, they also want to see that. How is he going to back it up? And stuff. So when and people, that's that's a that's a like inclination that people have that I just don't get. I've been working through that. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not working through, but I've been thinking about that recently. Which is like the folks that you know are gonna say some nonsense. I don't understand why folks are so in, in do, like invested in, in engaging with that stuff. Like, Stephen A. They know he's a big cowboy hater. They want to see what is he gonna say when the Cowboys right? win. But you know it's gonna be something you're not gonna like. Why? Like why are we we're, so? We're, we're drawn to yeah. to, to drama. Oh, uh, okay. Reality it's the drama TV, of it. Reality TV dominates the networks outside of sports. We we like drama in our lives, whether we admit it or not. We love it. All right. We love seeing chaos in others. It makes our life seem not as chaotic. Okay, look at you. What, what, what did you study again? Um, psychology. Mm-hmm. That was one of my majors. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, little yeah, philosophy. Right it, there. It, 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 it sounded like that was coming in real quick right there. You were, you were doing a little bit of a psychoanalysis. Yes, sir. Right quick. And you can you can get that every once in a while on the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, coming up next, it's only time for the final call, and we'll do that next on The Fan. And we're back to the get right here on 105.3 The Fan, and this segment is brought to you by Classic Chevrolet. Classic Chevrolet is leading the way to finish the year number one in America. They're racing hard with year-end savings on over 400 Silverado. Shop them all at ClassicChevrolet.com. This is Texas. This is Classic Chevrolet. Find new roads and relax and enjoy the difference. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan one final time on this Tuesday evening. You got Reginald Atatuli. You got the fan fiend. I'm Blake Elliott. Rodrigo Mendoza is on the ones and twos, and thank you for rolling with us all the way through this evening. Again, tomorrow we'll be back, just like we always are, eight to ten or eight to eleven rather tomorrow evening after Cowboys Crosstalk, which will happen at seven p.m. It'll be myself, Alec Medford. We'll sit in. We're giving giving Blake an opportunity to go out do a little apartment shopping. Yeah, I don't I don't want that hour drive to work anymore. So we're gonna try to go find a spot that's a little bit closer to the studio. Yeah, this comes after Blake, you know, got that degree, finished yep. it up. So, you know, want to be close to the gig. So appreciate you. Um, or we, We're happy to give you an opportunity to do a little bit of that. Medford will be in. Oh, Medford's going to be great. Y'all are going to love that. Y'all already know what Medford brings, but there will be no drop-off, man. Medford going to bring it, kill it, him and Reg together. Dynamic duo. Appreciate that. Um, so final call right here on 105 to the fan. A uh, few things. Happening, we mentioned um, your Mavs had the night off. They'll play tomorrow against the Clippers. Uh, that one, the betting odds are on the Clippers' favorite. They've been playing very good basketball. Yeah, James Harden had late. his little forty-point splurge and went crazy. You know me; I'm still not a lover of it. But Kawhi, he's still one of those guys. He's showing why he's still like a top, top ten, top fifteen player. He's, he's been playing it. consistently and playing incredibly well, like yeah. top five player. Yeah, player honestly, he's been he's been insane. And so, we'll, we'll, have you seen anything when it comes to the health of the various players that uh, you're hoping that the Mavs can get back? Because 
this is going to be a real tough matchup if you do not have healthy versions of a few players. Um, it says versus the Clippers, the only people on the injury report right now are Kyrie still out with that right heel contusion. Josh Green still out with that right elbow sprain. Derek Lively still out with that left ankle sprain. I mean, our, our ankles, man. It's all it's all lower leg. It's all below the knee. Yeah, get everybody some braces. Come on. <laughs> and then Maxi Kleba, who's been out um, literally all year with that small right toe dislocation. Right. We'll get an, we'll get an update as to what's happening. Obviously tomorrow. Make sure you keep it locked here. I'm sure updates will, will come through on the fan. But yeah, I think currently three and a half point favorite the Clippers in this game at the AAC tomorrow. Um, so that that's. That's your uh, Dallas local style sports, at least in that regard, when it comes to the major sports. Um, tonight is the Frisco Bowl. The Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl is happening at Toyota Stadium, home of FC Dallas. Uh, UTSA currently leads 28-17 over Marshall, and there's still a whole quarter of football to go. So that's something that could catch your attention if you're so inclined. Um, before we go, I do want to circle back to the Cowboys real quick. Uh, Jerry Jones was on with uh, Sean and RJ this morning. Um, obviously, get, they'll get you, they get your day started at 5.30 a.m., going all the way to 10. This week, it's Sean, Bobby Bell. RJ has the week off. But uh, I kind of want to go to... Um, where is it? I want to go to... Hey. Cut 9 is what nine. I'm looking for here. Um and they asked Jerry, what do you think of the narrative of the Cowboys not being able to well, play well against teams over 500? Well, I think we've got to uh, uh, use that as a challenge. And uh, we've got to say, look, we've uh, been to the playoffs. Uh, what, we've been to the playoffs the last three years. Uh, we've got to get better and go deep in the playoffs like all the way. And so... Uh, you uh, use that just like you do anything in your life. And uh, I don't know of any of us that don't sit down on a specific uh, part of our lives and evaluate it and say, uh, uh, you know, how can I approach this better? How can I do it better? Uh, I don't like the way that uh, it's taking me too long to get to work. I'm going to try a different route. Uh, you got to, you, you know, you, if you don't like where you are, you got to change. And uh, we need to, uh, obviously, uh, we need to not only get in the playoffs, we need to win games in the playoffs. And I'm not being tried here. Uh, that, sh- that should be a burning desire and is a burning desire in this team and in our franchise. So I, I, that, that's an interesting response, you know, Jerry be talking. But, like, to the question of just, like, not necessarily playing all that well against the better teams in this league, and essentially it boils down to, well, you know, we need to be better, or we need, you know, we need to make the change to be better. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that comes to mind as a change to make this team better, playing against, uh, you know, the, the best comp- the better competition in the league? I, th- I think it's just handling prosperity better. That's the thing that comes to mind. With mine is the media. We love to hype up the Cowboys, and when they're having a good streak, we love to tell them how great they are. And sometimes their bellies get a little too full. And I don't know if they get a little too, I don't know, ahead of themselves and don't take the next team in front of them how they should and think that they can just roll their helmets out. And they got to take every game as if they're an underdog. Sometimes that gets the best of them. But, yeah, you, we, we have come up short sometimes against the better teams and just feel like the other teams may be a little hungry, a little more physical. And we can't be the cute, finesse team. We got to be the physical dog team that gets in the trenches, gets off those blocks, and can honestly 
run the ball and stop the run. That's what it comes down to. We've always been able to pass the ball. That's never really been a problem with this team. It's can we get down and dirty deep into the deep into the season? Well, also situationally, yep. right? Being being in the right places, the right times, um, and scoring in the right times. And it felt like last year. I mean, that's that's why Kellen Moore feels like is no longer calling plays for this team is mm-hmm. because the offense put up great numbers, but in the situations when you needed it big, it didn't come up. And so that's going to be another challenge for um, the head coach, who from the nine seven two they said starts with the head coach. Um, that's another challenge in addition to making sure that you know they they show up for the big games. When those big games come up in those big moments, are you able to get the job done compared to just you know getting the job done? in the other moments, right? And so that's going to be interesting. And that also ties in with, and this is cut 14 here, an interesting thing because Sean was mentioning the idea of there have been rumors, or it might have been Bobby, but one of the two on Sean and RJ this morning were mentioning the idea that there have been rumors that Mike McCarthy was, you know, would get an extension this offseason. And obviously there's a lot of Cowboys fans who are looking at this team, obviously having a couple of 12-5 and five seasons back-to-back producing that way, but also not producing ultimately where Cowboys fans are viewing this, uh, the, the metric of success, which is playoff success. And so, Jerry, have you discussed any extensions with Mike McCarthy yet? Well, he's been to three, uh, coached three playoff teams in, in a row. Uh, I think he's done an outstanding job. Uh, I think... Uh, uh, the fact that he's your offensive coordinator as well as your head coach uh, uh, puts him in uh, as high uh, or higher stead than when he was uh, the walk-around coach. Uh, all of those things are positive. I frankly said to the staff yesterday, you got us in this spot to be as disappointed as we are about the Buffalo spot, about the Buffalo deal and our loss there. It's your fault because you have done such a great job this year getting our team to where we, our fans, everybody, have the expectations that we have. You pushed us up here to where we get out here and play great this next three weeks, and we could absolutely have something great happen for us. Now, y'all caused us to be disappointed here on Monday by not uh, living to that uh, standard up there. But uh, hats off to you. Uh, in other words, I didn't spend my day in there looking uh, grumpier, looking uh, however you might look, even though we were all disappointed. Uh, part of the best part of our team this year had been the coaching set. So he answers an idea, the question of like talking about these, uh, you know, this extension for head coach Mike McCarthy. And Jerry Jones responds to it with uh, the idea of, you know, he's been to the playoffs three times in a row and, you know, they're doing a good job. And the reason, you know, that they're 10 to four is because the coaching staff has been good. Like, how, how does that hit your ear? What's your perspective? on? It? Yeah, I mean, try not to be a homer right here. I'm trying to think of it objectively. I, I think we, 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 we're, we're quick to discredit someone as soon as they lose and, praise them when they win you know we got to look at it in a holistic point we have been a consistent playoff team as the Cowboys and it's just going to be that continued success and I think McCarthy's been in the best groove calling plays that we've seen all year I mean we can look at one game and be like oh they didn't look good but then if we do that we can look at the Eagles one game or the Niners one game or the Bills one game it's throughout a whole season and I feel pretty confident that the Cowboys are one of the better teams in the NFL it's I think still in the top three or four teams right now so I think um, Jerry's looking at it from a long-term perspective that we've been in that 
playoff race. We've been deep in the playoffs, or not been deep in the playoffs, but we have a chance to go deep in the playoffs, and hopefully this year can be different. But, um, I mean, we'll see. Time will tell. You can do all the lip service you want at the mm-hmm. end of the day. The players got to go out there and play. But I feel like McCarthy has shown to be able to at least turn this team around. It hasn't been a stagnant of this is the same team all year. We've had change, especially after that bye week. I do find it interesting that he did not directly answer that question of if there have been discussions. And he also did not in- inherently say that there will be an extension. Um, but he did see he did intentionally, you know, go to a place where he was praising Mike McCarthy. Which I mean, obviously, would lead one to believe that hey, this, he he feels in a good place with Mike McCarthy. Which look, I can understand why you'd say that because you go to what you're talking about, right? Three playoff appearances. Be careful what you wish back. for. You say that, sure, sure, but um, at the same time, right? This is this has been a team with a lot of talent for a decent amount of time. Um, ultimately, again, standards change over time, and making the playoffs is no longer the standard. Making the playoffs alone, rather, is no longer the standard. And so as much as, you know, we can have this conversation now, I think it came up because of that rumor, but Mm -hmm. it still remains on the idea of how how much, how good are you going to be once it gets, once that uh, that clock turns around to postseason football. Hopefully. To one-and-done football. Hopefully a new brand of football. Hopefully we look better than the 49ers, baby. That's the positivity I'm leaving y'all with, man. Okay. Blake's got as much enough positivity for everybody in this Come situation. Come on, man. I got so. to. You know, we, we love to be negative as fans or as listeners or as media, whatever. I, especially I, after a loss. Especially after a loss. You got to look at the bright side, man. We could be the Eagles. <laughs> it's not a, look, I, I absolutely. That's absolutely something you have in your wheelhouse right now because they're, they're, they're looking a little suspect over we there. We could be the Chargers. Oh, buddy. Never the Chargers. Never that. Regardless, it's the Get Right 105 through the fan. We appreciate you rocking with us on this evening. It's been very fun. We'll be back tomorrow. Myself, Alec Medford, got you from 8 till 11 after Cowboys Crosstalk, which will happen at 7 p.m. Um, Blake, go find yourself an apartment. Hope you find a good one. Yep. Enjoy your enjoy I'm, your search. I'm gonna miss you, Tolos, for the next couple of days, y'all. You said that like you're about to go. You stop <laughs> for like three days. You, yeah, you're doing this like you're going away forever. That's you're, a long. I think that's the longest I've been off the air. Three days in a row. So I'm gonna miss you guys. I'm gonna I'm check the nah, fan text and the you've had and the Twitch. Blake, Merry Christmas, because I'm not gonna see you until that's when fair you get enough, man. It's, wow, that Christmas is coming up. Anyways, I know uh, saying that. get your say. Your, get your day started tomorrow with Sean and RJ. Sean and Bobby, I should say, <laughs> 5:30 a.m. And of course, I'll see you. Tomorrow at 8 p.m. But until then, y'all be easy. Peace. Shout out my mama. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.